Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Verbal Discharge. I'm DJ Yeller and today for one episode only, the regular Verbal Discharge crew have been replaced by surviving members of NWA. So would you like to all introduce ourselves today? Yo, Drave, what up? <laughs> Drave? Drave? Dr. Drave. This, this is on. the bit when you're meant to say, I got something to say. I got then, something to say. And then you do the rest of his bars from uh, Fuck the Police. Oh, yeah, but I don't know. Fuck the Police. Well, there we go, then. Oh, God, <laughs> for the surviving members of NWA, we're wildly unfamiliar with the works of NWA. It's just the massive amount of cat that's going through my system right now. <laughs> was was Dre into cat? Yeah, of course he was. Uh, amongst all the things he was into, making headphones, making money, <laughs> taking horse tranquilizer. <laughs> Do you think that's what he what he was in it for, just to make the headphones in the end? Like that it was an out game for it was him. A soul basis. Do you think yeah. that was that's all he wanted to do with his life? When, <laughs> when he was five, though, what do you want to be when you're older, Dre? I want to make headphones. <laughs> do you know he sold the rights to um, the beets, the beets, the vegetables by hmm. Dre to Microsoft yeah. for it was like something like two billion? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd like, probably, I'd probably sell. Yeah, I'd sell the rights. If for... you were offered two billion for anything, in fact, most the rights most for things. Like I, I don't know if I've got many sort of friends or relatives i wouldn't instantly sell into slavery for two billion i would sell both of you for two billion well i don't know if you're worth two billion each um but certainly if someone gave the offer i would sell either or both of you on you know there's a um there's an estimated sort of figure the, the value of each human life and the idea is mm. that um if you know something ever goes down let's say hypothetical scenario okay um robbie hello you are Wait, who's robbie sorry I'm dj uh, sorry dj yeller <laughs> Um, let's imagine that you are the captain of a ship and you are um, sailing the through beach waters uh, infested by Somali pirates. Yes. Um, if, if it helps you imagine this, pretend someday you may be in a, an incorrect and wildly inaccurate film adaptation starring Tom Hanks. Yeah. Playing you, DJ Ella, who is also a ship captain. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're going along. Oh no, what's this? Oh, you've been raided. There's a new guy on the ship. He's the captain now. And what, what's what's going what's going to happen? What expenses? I can't remember where I was going with this, but what I'm trying to say is there's an amount of money that each of us is presumably worth, and that our government and the powers that be will go to to save each one. Of is us. this is so? This what I'm fundable? trying to say is, if I cut off one of my hands, how much money can I get for it? Probably twenty quid. I wouldn't reckon they. <laughs> <laughs> if well, if it, if I say it's uh, an accident oh. at work that wasn't my fault. Uh, oh, hold on. I may be entitled to claim full <laughs> compensation. No, if it's 20 quid for the whole hand, but I reckon if you cut off an individual finger, you'd probably get a fiver for each one. Possibly. So that's 25 quid. But you've got to remember that all products that you cut off of yourself, you should have hallmarked. Agreed. Yeah. Because then yeah. people know it's the genuine article. Also, yeah. obviously, we're saying £5 a finger. Where do the thumbs factor in? Oh, is it, seven. Is, is a thumb a finger? Is a finger a thumb? I'm thinking versa. a thumb would be seven. Thumbs were slightly more... You think do the thumbs have more functionality than fingers? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. They're essential for gripping. Thumbs Can you imagine what it'd be like with no thumbs? <laughs> you just sort of haplessly <laughs> bore at things <laughs> like a like a sad dash on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel perhaps we should um properly introduce ourselves now. Lance. Um I'm Anthony Caraby. Um <laughs> <laughs> You may know me better as DJ Yeller, but um no, okay, should I Sure, go 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 ahead. No, I'm, my my name's Robbie, and I'm still disappointed I wasn't invited to join NWA despite not being black alive. Or alive. 
Yeah. Would you say not being black, <laughs> black or alive? Black or alive. And I don't particularly have an attitude. So I think I was just lacking in all the necessary sort of factors in order to become a member of NWA. Yeah, yeah. You do have to fulfill those credentials, I suppose, yeah. in order to you know, can, meet their assessment criteria. I can do the whiff. I've got whiff. The whiff. Whiff going for me. What's whiff? Um, well, I mean, as in I smell, but the W in NWA. <laughs> Hold on, it's not whiff, it's with. With, yeah, but I've just got a slight accent, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? I'm Jordan, and I've been burgled because that's the most interesting thing <laughs> oh, I could yeah, think of. Yeah. <laughs> we, in fact, that, that's worth probably taking a moment um, t- to discuss. This is quite the event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Quite, the, quite the event. <laughs> it doesn't happen every day. So, well, if it does, you're well, it does unlucky. probably around the world. Anyway. <laughs> tell, tell our listeners, Jordan, about how your house's terrible security measures <laughs> led to your TV being stolen. Well, I, I was I was asleep in bed. As as you do at night, and then I kind of came down in the morning. <laughs> I came down the stairs and I went into the living room, and I like did a kind of double take, looking at the wall bracket because that's all there was on the wall. Yeah, like, oh. it's kind kind of looked at it. it. Was like, oh, carry on walking over to the window. I was like, what? Wait a minute, <laughs> there's no TV on my wall. And then did um, you become Doctor Dre? For the yeah, sake of yeah. This? yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, this, there was no TV on my wall, and apparently um, people had climbed in through the window. <laughs> Broken window, climbed in through the window, and then broken the lock to get out with the TV. Wait, as in they taken the door out? <laughs> as in oh, they... that's so inconsistent. <laughs> Why didn't they just break the door in the first time when they were coming in? I think, I think like... they, they kind of saw the window as an easier entry point, and then they had this about, like, 30-odd-inch TV, and then suddenly went, I can't get out the window with this TV. <laughs> so they had to break the door Do as well. they took a run-up and just charged at it? Well, you, I, see, if there was two people, you could have handed the TV out the window, couldn't you? Yeah. So I'm presuming this was just one man just kind of walking along, opportunist kind of... So was it front window? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So which is on a main road? We'll we'll solve this crime right here, right now, live on air. <laughs> we'll assess all of the evidence. What what is the evidence? Is there any um, other than the fact that your TV isn't there anymore? That's pretty much all of the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> um, whoever it was, you know, they can, they can't they can't really dust for fingerprints or anything. Right, come forward yeah. to the discharge authorities. Yeah. Come forward, and I won't break both of your legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, obviously, I realised I. Didn't even get around to introducing myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm James. I, I have a voice. That's pretty much it. And a lovely new TV, I hear. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. It's great. Um, really strange wall bracket it used to be mounted <laughs> on. It was, you know, when I was getting it, it was, it was the strangest shop I've ever been to. The, the doors weren't even open. Um, and I, I could swear that I heard, I heard someone with a, a vaguely Telfordish accent uh, <laughs> screaming at me as I was leaving the shop saying, where are you taking my TV? It's like Ikea and you have to come through one entrance and leave through another. This, this, There's a designated path through. I always thought the Telfordish accent didn't really sound like anything at all. In Give particular. us the most sort of stereotypically Telford voice that you could. That's the problem. There is a stereotypically <laughs> Telford voice. I didn't know. The rest of my family is kind of from Dudley, so it's all black country, Dudley. and I can't do it very well. I'm black from country. Yeah. Oh, all right there, lads. From Birmingham. I can't How do Bromley doing? voices very well. I'm going to steal your TV. <laughs> that was just cheap. There was no, like, punchline there. Yeah. That was almost Paul McCartney-esque. <laughs> I, I, did, I did almost... Ringo. I, I did almost We're going to steal the, um, the TV. I did almost suspect the delivery driver today, but that was only because he was from Liverpool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
thinly veiled racism at its finest. <laughs> Spectacular. And and if you'd like to hear more xenophobia and horrendous assumptions. <laughs> xenophobia. That's what it is. That is straight up xenophobia. You can find us here on the podcast that you're listening to. And we'll be talking into these microphones and into your faces for a little bit longer. Into your faces? Straight into their That's faces. If you just take like your earbuds as you're listening to it for your headphones, just rub them all over your cheeks. Do that's, that. Do that now, listeners. Which... We'll tell you what. Like, if you in when we say the word hippopotamus, that's your cue to take your earbuds out and smother your face in them. I hope, um, and we'll give you some lovely caressing sounds to to do that with. Should we do that now? Caressing right, everyone. Everyone, take a moment. Think about the sounds you're going to make that would be pleasant to be rubbed on a person's cheek. Three, two, one. Hippopotamus. We hope you enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> if you'd like more nonsensical sounds, you can follow us on Twitter at VerbDisRadio. And you can follow us on Facebook if you want to be embarrassed in public even further. <laughs> no, follow us on Facebook for all kinds of exciting content. And and we have a blog. Yes. We do. Which is verbaldischarge.co.uk. And it's wonderful. It's a wonderful, wonderful site. There's all, all manner of things on there. Um, some of them uh, contain words. Some of them also contain words. Some of them contain awful interpretive dance. Oh, as, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> as some of the show will have coming up. We're not doing that again, are we? What? Doing interpretive what again? dance. Not that I'm aware. Oh, we could do. We could do Oh, no. We all remember how it went or last time. Or we could time. have the listeners do an interpretive dance. We've already got them rubbing their faces. <laughs> like, what's the worst that can happen on your bus? The only problem is, though, that this is, this is a very one-way medium. We, we don't have any method of understanding or seeing the interpretive dance that our listeners are doing i don't know everything all we, all like, we can really do is just take their word for it you can get in touch with us on facebook and leave us your own interpretive dances done on public transport but um, <laughs> specifically public transport yeah you've got to comment um and explain the entirety of your interpretive dance through the wingdings font yeah, yeah. <laughs> wingdings and you've got a 1000 word limit it yes. will give you 10% either side of that. I don't even think one, 1,000... Let's say, let's say 10 characters or 10 symbols. <laughs> 10 wingdings. Because 10,000 wingdings... Wait, did you say 1,000? 1,000. 10,000 wingdings. 10,000. <laughs> 4,000 men all dead in one day. Do we accept emoticons and so on? Considering oh, God, Facebook no. And oh, so none on? of those emoji things. There are yeah. so many emojis around these days. It's yeah. horrifying. I don't think anyone uses any of them, though, do they? Emojis? No. Yeah, I see plenty of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't see much. No, I like apart from like the, you know, colon p colon Smiley bracket. Thing. I There's don't now... see all these weird ones where it's like you have to put in twenty symbols to make one face. <laughs> There's now um, lots of phones are sort of getting these uh, standardized sort of emoji things, and yeah. like I- I'm aware that I think if anything, our generation was a little bit. Th- this was somewhat after our time, as it were. But mm. there are younger generations and those who are slightly uh, smaller than us who will communicate almost exclusively through these tiny little faces that you can send to each other. How are you supposed they, to... Like... Oh, Sorry, the Robbie. only way they communicate. How do they know what the faces mean? Yeah, And how do they like say, oh, you want to come out tonight? Yeah, answer <laughs> that, James, voice of a generation. Fine, then, voice of a generation that isn't mine. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
Well, you see, I, I don't know. I assume there's just sort of a collective mass consciousness surrounding it all. And I, everyone, as soon as one person is aware of what one of the symbols means, everyone knows. Some of the uh, scholars of the generation have been trying to figure out what that one would... Have you seen the one that's kind of a... I, I don't know, it's, it's basically blackface. <laughs> have you seen it? The, the, this one, it? It's sort of a bizarre little moon that's completely shrouded in darkness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks a little bit like a racist caricature from the late 1900s. Or early 1900s. Okay. <laughs> should, we, should we end this now? I mean, if you want to. Should we, should we close this off? I mean, as long as you're okay with that. Um, I think I am. But you only think you are. You're not certain. No, I'm You're not certain. adamant that you're sure. Never certain of anything. I mean, just early this morning, I was sure I was DJ Yeller from NWA. I think Robbie's got heat stroke. Yeah. Probably. This isn't in the studio. It is, a, it is a hot and humid studio here. This is more intense than the swampy marshes of Dagobah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Verbal discharge. Verbal discharge. Now, on this running theme of xenophobia. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Christopher right. Eccleston. We'll you're familiar with that guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That top actor, one of Britain's shining lights in the thespian world. Quite the actor he is. Also, working class. Ah, and he is. very, very proud of how working class and how man- mancurian he is. And he's got some new TV program coming out. And so he's been doing the rounds and he's been constantly saying, with good reason, about the lack of roles now for working class actors uh, and the lack shame. of opportunity for working on class actors to break through okay. because these roles go to the Tom Hiddlestons, the Benedict Cumberbatches, the Eddie Redmaynes. And he said, sort of, fair play to those guys for taking the opportunity, but they are all sort of upper middle class. Yeah. And... It's not a fair representation of the actor demographic. No, exactly. And so this got me thinking that. Maybe I could. I thought here on Discharge, we could come up with some roles for um, Christopher Eccleston and for other working class actors okay. to take up. I thought we could try and workshop some of them. And as fine character actors ourselves, we could develop some <laughs> roles that could then potentially be taken on by Eccleston or by others or potentially by ourselves. Right. Okay. And so okay, I've got okay, some okay. ideas. Um, and if we can be to develop these, and I've got some sort of basic scenarios that we can potentially workshop on and we can improvise around. My first character I've come up with is. Tommy, the Tom Eagle Davis. Uh, Tommy works down pit in Cumberland. Um, he, <laughs> he wants to be tough as nails, but he loves his mum too much for anyone to believe it. But you didn't have to touch him, Tommy. Sorry, I had to say that. <laughs> the catchphrase. And then you raped him, didn't you? <laughs> um, he's got a wife, but we don't know her name. He just refers to him as, ah, wife. Ah, how are you doing, wifey? Um... <laughs> <laughs> and he's he? got a posh captain, like he's got his boss as a posh captain who's younger than him. Okay. Um, who I think I'm gonna cast Eddie Redmayne. Wait, he's got a captain. Yeah, a mine Wait, captain. A mine captain. <laughs> did, did, did miners have captains? Our what about captain the mining Working down the mines, Cap'n. <laughs> You're right, Cap'n. Hey, how are the choppy waters of the mines looking today? So yeah, no, but I'm gonna cast as his. Boss is mentally um, unstable. Boss, we'll we'll get all that slate <laughs> ready. Edmain. So I was I was thinking perhaps we could start going. With, but this involves Tommy, Tommy's mate, and the posh captain. Who wants to be who? Does uh, anyone want to take hmm. on the iconic role of Tommy? Sure, why not? Okay, I'll, as I'll, I'll resident give... Northerner. Okay, I'll be Tommy's mate. Okay, and I'll take. I'll be the posh captain then. So um, it's very dark down here. 
And I think Tommy perhaps you could begin by saying, oh, it's dead dark down this pit. Right. Proper dark down in pit, isn't it? Uh, yes. <laughs> well, I'm not giving you a torch. It'll just get dirty. I'm not giving it to someone like you. Oh, it's, oh that's... that's um, you'll have to speak to Union about that one, fella. Sorry, oh. I've already forgotten who you are. <laughs> oh, well, I'm your boss, and if you want me to go to the Union, then maybe you should go to the Union, because I'm happy about how dark it is. I've got a torch, and I'm not going to get it dirty. Well, that's not the way it works, fella. Are we supposed to mine? <laughs> <laughs> In these conditions. <laughs> I've never done a day's mining in my life and I don't intend to start now. My father and my father before him went down the mines. Never did a day of mining. In 60 years, they both went down there, day in, day out. Lived down the mines, they did. Oh, the families in the mines <laughs> with all of the mine goblins. <laughs> they were buried in the mines. I well, want to go sailing in the mines. I say, I say um, well, is, 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 is that so? Um, well, I, 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 I say. Bring um, round your steamboat, to... Captain. <laughs> Let us sail yonder cavern depths. <laughs> I, I'll certainly talk to the captain. Um, but I know I am the captain. Um, you're fired, all of you. I'm, I, uh, oh, I, uh, you're, you're fired. You can't I'm... fire me, I'm David Cameron. Oh, I can't fire you. <laughs> you can't fire me because I am the mine. <laughs> I am the physical embodiment of the mine. What a plot twist. What a twist, M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> he was the mine all along. <laughs> the mine was dead all along. That's the kind of twist that draws in top talent like Eccleston. Um, should we move on to my second character? Oh, Tommy, we always wondered why you were 200 metre deep series of caverns. <laughs> <laughs> so did I. I just thought you were really insightful. <laughs> There's gold at the bottom of old Tommy here. <laughs> There's gold in their hills. Uh, the okay, second, right. Ne second next scenario is, is Dave. <laughs> Nobody knows Dave's surname. Nobody knows what he does as a job, but everybody knows Dave. Everyone knows his dark green jacket. Everyone knows his large cod, mushy peas and standard chips order at Longleat Road Fish Bar. Everyone knows he has a dark past, but nobody Ooh. knows what it is. He's oh. a mysterious figure. Um, I thought here we could start with, we've got a lady and the husband, and they spot Dave across the street. Okay. And maybe they begin to talk to Dave, and we begin to uncover some things about Dave. Wait, so what? are they aware of Dave? Do they know Dave? No, everyone's aware everyone of Dave. Knows everyone, Dave. Knows everyone's aware. everyone knows okay. Dave. Everyone knows they just Dave. don't know... Any details about him beyond okay. his coat, like his coat, his and appearance, his, and his first and name, his first name, and what he ordered at the chippy. Okay, right. Um, okay, so who wants to take so, Dave? Who wants to take the wife? Who wants to take the? Well, given, given that I took the leading role in the last one, does uh, Jordan? Do you want to? Do you want to? I'll, 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 I'll be Dave. Okay, and then should I be want... the wife? Sure, I'll, I'll I be, feel. I'll... I feel if this was a relationship, James. Which, in many ways, it is. I would be the wife. Fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll be the husband. I'd, I'd wear the trousers, but I'd be the wife. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll be the husband in this situation. Okay. <coughs> oh, darling, look over there. Is that Dave? What, what is that? Love. It's, it's. Oh, it's, it's Dave. Oh. How, how can you tell it's Dave? <laughs> it was. I think it's the, the coat, the green coat. Should we go and say hello? Certainly, it is. It is very characteristic of Dave. <laughs> Dave. 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 Hello. Dave. Hello, Marjorie and Ben. Oh, <laughs> hello, Dave. How do you know us, Dave? 
I don't know how I know you, Marjorie, just like nobody knows how they know me, but they do. <laughs> I identify you through your characteristically green jacket, Dave. Yes. Do you like my jacket? I do. I think it's lovely. Where would you, you like to come from? inside my jacket? I, I would. Oh! <laughs> I mean, um, Ben, I can explain. There's a world of pure imagination inside this jacket, and all you have to do is step inside. Well, I, I don't see what we've got to lose, Marjorie. I say we wade into the jacket head first. <laughs> oh, yes. I'll head in with my head first. I make a, a, a rude flasher motion. Like Plot a twist. Coat. The only thing inside the jacket is, <laughs> is Dave's Dave. penis. <laughs> well, just, there's no body. It's just Dave's <laughs> penis. <laughs> oh, my. I say, it's the one part of the male anatomy I like. I'm like a penisy ray man. <laughs> <laughs> Right, no, I want that. I want that voice clip. I want that voice clip as a jingle for every single episode of Discharge ever. Right, that that is settled. I don't know where to go from there. Yeah, there isn't really anywhere you can go from the words "I'm a penisy Rayman." Who's Glowbox in this situation? We've, we've had a lot of interesting plot twists today. Characters not quite being who they uh, who they appear to be. who they appear to be, be they like Rayman in a phallus form or or a mine. Um, okay, next Ooh. we move on to the next character. Ooh. Sure, sure, Try sure. Follow this up. This next character is Amanda Giant. Um, so it's a giant man named Amanda, and he isn't happy about it. Okay. Um, so he's Amanda Giant. Um, does anyone want to take Amanda or? Well, you haven't done the main. Role okay, I'll yet, take so, I'll yeah. take Amanda Giant then. Okay. Um. And he's pulled over by a couple of police officers who want a word with him. Okay? Okay, it's, right. It's a scenario. Um, do you want good cop or bad cop? Good cop. <laughs> I'll, I'll do good cop. Right, I'll do bad cop. Um, which one of us is going to open this, this inquiry? Right, good Evening, cop officers. Open. What can I do for you? Well, no, 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 no. In my mind, like, like we're, we're walking towards the vehicle. Okay, we're walking towards okay. the vehicle. So, so we're stomping towards it. Yeah. Evening, good officers. What can I do for you, lads? It um, appears that you've been speeding, sir. Can you just um, wind down the window and empty your pockets, please? Mate, yeah, motherfucker. Mate. <laughs> mate, 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 mate. I ain't been speeding. The ground's been moving slowly, and I've been moving at a normal speed. So you're telling me that you're not speeding because the ground was moving slowly? Mate, have you seen how big I am? Laws of physics don't apply to me, mate. I've got a PhD in physics, you cock. Do you think this is going to work? I don't know how to be a bad cop. <laughs> Do you think this is going to work on me? Mate, when we're doing good cop, bad cop, I can tell you're the bad cop because you're just bad at being a cop. I'm a bad, bad cop. <laughs> bad, bad cop. He is a cop, though. I mean, don't trust um, the facial scars and the bandana. He is a cop. Oh, cheers, mate. Yeah, I can tell he's a cop by the fact he's wearing a cop badge. Woo, nice one. Could you could you step out of the car? Yeah, for step us, out please, of the car, mate? please. Sir. I could, mate, but why would you want me to? I'm I'm afraid you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to step out the vehicle. It's so. looking a bit cramped in that mini, to be honest. <laughs> that, that's a fair point, mate. Cheers. Good. It's a fair sir, cop. sir. What fair what cop. what was that noise from your trunk, sir? You don't want to know. You know. Is there something lad. in your trunk, sir? There's nothing, lads. There's nothing in my trunk, lads. Like, you don't I, need, wanna... I need you to step out the car, Amanda. Please, sir, okay, step I'm stepping out the car. Step out the car, Amanda. Amanda, no, it's, it's, I, I'll, I'll get him. Good cop. Go, go see what's, what, what's in the trunk. Oh, there's something in here under a cover. What is it? 
It's Dave! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Mate, no. Right, I can explain. Um, he, he wants a lift and he doesn't like sitting in chairs because, I mean, he doesn't have a bum to sit on. Why is so, he tied? I mean, Why is he tied up and gagged? Um, How have you tied him up? He hasn't got any limbs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just didn't want to put him on the chair because then it's just like a dick, isn't it? And I thought, well, what if he... What if, I mean, what if, I mean, I'm a very attractive man, right? And I'm called Amanda. So either way, whatever you swing, right, you're going to be attracted to me. And I thought, well, what if it goes too far? I don't want anything on there if he's not wearing trousers, Can we? Mate. Can we just tase him? <laughs> Let's just tase him. No, you can't. <laughs> I'll withstand this. I'm a big man. Okay. Um, next character. <laughs> I've got a few of these. I think Christopher <laughs> Eccleston is in dire need of roles. So okay. I thought I prepared plenty for him. Uh, the next one is a biopic. It's Paul O'Grady. Um, he's a sort of the earth TV presenter who likes dogs and fancy mugs. Uh, he's a bit camp, but not so camp. It's considered a gimmick. Uh, yeah, it's a biopic to show sort of he has range. Okay, so um, I, I can try and do Paul O'Grady's voice. If do you want to try, how do I do vaguely Irish, vaguely camp voice? Um, Paul O'Grady. <laughs> That'll do. In fact, I'm, I don't want to be Paul O'Grady. I can't do his voice. Someone else be Paul O'Grady. Oh, neither can I. I don't think... Uh, how do that, you... was, that was the closest Wait, do I, do I, by default, have to be Paul O'Grady now? Yeah. Okay. Um, coming up on the show today, he has William Goldman, writer of The Princess Bride, and top songstress and baby maker, Lily Allen. <laughs> baby maker. Elon, thank you for tuning Wait a minute. in. Who's who? Who's who? Wait. I'm Lily, Lily Allen. Okay, I'm... <laughs> okay, fine. Wait, wait, who's the other person? Uh, William Goldman, the writer of The Princess Bride. Okay. And thank you for tuning back in with Paul O'Grady. You're very excited, aren't you, studio audience? Woo! Yes, we are! And today we've got top songstress and songwriter and singer and drug addict Lily Allen. Along... I have a third nipple. <laughs> <laughs> Alongside, I've already forgot. Let me just check my, my cue cards. William Goldman. William Goldman. <laughs> Writer of The Princess Bride. Paul O'Grady, you don't sound very Irish or camp today. He's not Irish, is he? He's from Liverpool. Is he? Is he from fucking Liverpool? Isn't he? I don't know. I thought he was from Liverpool. O'Grady's quite... I don't know. Okay. That being said, though, the Irish are very prominent in Liverpool. What, with its uh, proximity to as a port town? But anyway... I I would know that as me, Paul O'Grady. He's both Irish and probably Scouse. So let's bring out the first guest. Let's bring out Lily Allen. So, Lily, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. (laughs) (laughs) Son of Mickey Mouse, almost. (laughs) I'm going to keep it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) It sure is great being Keith Allen's daughter. (laughs) (laughs) I've got my new album coming out. And what's it called, Lily Allen? Kicks and Triple Dicks. What? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) There's the aborted pregnancy. Ooh! <laughs> Time to introduce our next guest. Our next guest, the writer of The Princess Bride. It's William, Go- well, William, William Goldberg. I've got to say, that's a very nice dog you've got here, Paul. Oh, thank you. It's mine. What's his <laughs> name? <laughs> dog. <laughs> Paul O'Grady's dog's oh, called hello, Buster. Dog. Isn't it? I love <laughs> dogs. I've got no idea. I think he. I think he's American. I I've forgotten all of the songs Lily Allen has ever done. I, I've already forgotten I who we're all meant to be. Want you know what? Rich and I want no, no, to you be know famous. what? California girls. I kind of look no, like Katy, Katy Perry. Perry. 
She does kind of look like no, Katy she Perry. Doesn't. She does. She oh, does. She's got like she... the same hair color. That's about it. Yeah. If she that does it in... for me. You look the same. She wrote that song about um, Alfie, a brother who's now in Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Not, not Alfie the racist dragon. In no, current hit film. Yeah. I'll, I'll be the racist dragon. dragon. Get your hands off my tail. You'll make it dirty. And it's time to introduce our next guest. I'll, I'll be, the be the racist, racist dragon. dragon. Yay! Yay! Along with a small Albanian <laughs> child. <laughs> Fuck the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be... That's... So, to make the uh, the obligatory deviation here, I was yeah. at work the other day. <sighs> oh, okay. Um, and I was, I was working with someone. Um, I won't name them. Um, and the, an Asian family came up, and we were on ushering, which means that you, you check the tickets, you rip them and pass them back. Um, the Asian family came up, gave uh, the, uh, my colleague their tickets. Mm. Um, he ripped them, and then whilst handing it back to them, tried to say something between cheers and thanks, but it just came out as chinks. <laughs> and there was a weird moment of sort of an ushed silence, and we had to go like, we're sorry. <laughs> we didn't mean for this to happen, but it was all okay. <laughs> Should we move on to the final character? Sure, sure, sure. That one kind of derailed a little. Yeah. Um, it's Posty Pete Powers. Who? <coughs> Posty Pete Powers. All right, um, sure. So he's a postman. He's happily married to his wife, Brenda, who is greatly loved by the community, even the dogs. However, when Posty Pete discovers he can walk through walls, he begins to start something of a ruckus amongst the locals. Okay? So this okay. one begins as Posty Pete is delivering a letter to a lady and a man. Accidentally comes in on them doing something. I don't know. We can work out what. Okay. Okay, who wants to be Posty Pete? And who wants um, to take I'll, on... I'll take Posty Pete. Any of the other... Oh, it doesn't have to be a woman and a man. It could be a man and a man. Any other combination of people together. So you're Posty Pete. I'll be Posty Pete. Okay. So if you... Arrive to deliver our letters. I've got your letters. Me, Posty Pete. Oh, hello, Posty Pete. How are you doing? Wait a minute. Is that a hand coming through my door? Yes, it is. I'm I'm phasing through it. What? But how are you doing that? Because Posty Pete is a spectral figure. Also, he he refers to himself exclusively in the third person. (laughs) Robbie. Hello. What's that coming through our door? It's Posty Pete. Oh. You're not Posty Pete. Posty Pete, have you brought your cat, Jess? <laughs> Can your cat walk through walls? When did you find out you could walk through walls? It's a gift and a curse. <laughs> I can imagine. Every How? night I go to bed, try to lie down next to my beautiful wife, straight through the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, I'm in the basement. <laughs> I'm so, so, so you can only pass through man-made structures. <laughs> what specific superpower? <laughs> I can pass through man-made structures. It's a gift and a curse. <laughs> no, um, oh, how, was this, this. how was this impacted upon your own postal job? Can you deliver my letters? No, because um, my clothes and all of like my, my post can't pass through. <laughs> Whenever I pass through something, I come out the other side naked. You get, incre- <laughs> get incredible nipple burn because your clothes are just like... <laughs> <laughs> and torn across my Posty Pete's nipples. So are there any letters for us today, Posty Pete? No. Oh, well, why do you come to <laughs> our house? This is a robbery. <laughs> <laughs> 
But but someone broke in and stole our tally last night anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the TV and the TV alone. <laughs> Actually, oh, I later found out that they took one beer as well, and it had to be my <laughs> beer. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. I went out and I bought I bought four Heineken. And I had one before bed. When I came down the next day, I was like, "Oh, I'll have a beer because it's been stressful." There was two left. <laughs> I can only took wow. one beer. I can only presume that he came in, took a beer, watched a bit of TV, then thought, "I like this," and I just <laughs> took the TV. <laughs> Just maybe, thought, I'll do this, but from the comfort of my own home. Maybe he left and then thought, job well done, and went back in to get a yeah, celebratory beer. Surely, though, if you were burgling a house, you'd check the fridge, wouldn't you? You know, just for a quick, like, mid-burgling snack. Imagine if you go, break into a house and you're midway through stealing the computer. You go to check the fridge, as you say, for, for like, a celebratory drink, and all they've got is loads and loads of instant mashed potato. I mean, if you're Badger from Bodger and Badger, then maybe that's that's a godsend. But I don't know if he was into to robbery. I don't know. I'm sure there must have been an episode where he dressed up as a burglar. To, I mean, he's, he's to black get and his white. Potato fix. <laughs> <laughs> he's already yeah, exactly. He breaks in there. He's already dressed like a burglar, like mm. black and white stripes. What when he can't support his mash habit anymore, <laughs> and he starts stealing things to buy his instant mash. <laughs> Badger, how or Bodger, how long has it been since you last you last had some mashed potatoes and he's like just furiously itching at his neck? It's just like it's been two long, long days. <laughs> he goes to a support group for former children's stars who just become addicted to substances. There he's got like the entire All of them are food products. <laughs> the entire cast of the rubber dubs um who became addicted to meth. The cocky monster. Yeah. Oh, finally catching up with him, he's Charles given himself stars. type 2 diabetes. You know, you, we're talking about Charles Stars for a second. I saw this uh, on an article the other night. You know um, the little girl who played, I can't remember, she was the main little girl in mm. The Grinch. Oh, yeah, right, okay. I know yeah. She, she's like a singer now. She, she? She's gone Miley Cyrus, except in her last act, she put a bit of tape over each of her nipples and then just like went around naked on stage. But why? She's 17. But why? I've seen Why? I've seen people do this before. Taylor Momsen from that's that's who I'm talking about. Taylor Momsen, she's the kid from The Grinch, isn't she? Is she? Yeah. Oh, I've seen her live. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen her taped up nipples live on stage. Oh. Download 2011. What a weekend it was. <laughs> that was when she was 17, which was strange if you think about it. Yeah, that is that is pretty young. So, so uh, well, <laughs> that's statutory all... rape to summarise. That's all... there's another character we can develop for Chris Reckleston. Complicated character. He rapes children. Um, <laughs> no, those are the characters I'd pre-prepared for Reckleston. I don't so know. So many characters. Working class actors. No, none of them. None of them. <laughs> Back in the days, you could go into the actors bureau. Say, you're right, I want to play a rapist. They'd say, oh, yeah, here you go. There is, is 17 application forms you can fill out. These days, no no, no work for an honest rapist. It, it does make <laughs> me laugh when they have the upper middle class actors playing working class yeah. people. And they just do the accents. They go, oh, all right there. I'm from Manchester. <laughs> I'm mad. Come on, Dame Judy Dench. Get over it. Welcome to verbal discharge. Please leave your message during the tone, which is right now. So please continue listening after the tone. Never before has there been such an event. A neon spectacular. Five stars, ten out of ten. Would watch again. Robbie presents.
hats. It's funny because you just said the word bin, and because of your accent, instead of saying, oh, you said bean, instead of saying bean, you said bin because of your accent. And I'm about to talk about bin, so that was that was good. Ah, um, it was a very, because... very tenuous link, but <laughs> couple, fair enough. A couple of weeks ago, um, I was in the Nottingham, as oh. I believe it's known, which is the, the city from which I hail. As I'll often, I'll do this thing whereby I'll sort of be, I was in between sort of seeing several films at the cinema and I was whatever, floating around. Um, I'll often enjoy doing this. I'll end up sort of having like an hour in which all the shops are shut, everything's shut around 10 p.m. in Nottingham on a Friday, Saturday night. Okay. And the things you see. Now, on the bin note, this is one, one of my favorites. Is, it was a couple of weeks ago now. Um, I was just walking through town, which is sort of a relatively quiet street. And there was a guy snorting a line off a bin. Oh, oh, there always, there's always one. Yeah. What kind of line was it? Just did, um, was he trying? Did he draw one on and he was trying to get I, it off with his nose? Or? <laughs> I didn't get a good look, but I'm assuming it was the drug, the dr- one of the drugs that goes into your nose hole. Drug that goes in the nose. I once um, saw a man urinating into a bin outside an off-license in Derby. Really? On on a similar note. Was he just like ch- pouring it in through his mouth and out through the other hole? No, no, no. He um he sort of ran through from off the main road. He, he came off Ashbourne Road. This was right next to Plonkers, which I'm sure um, at least <laughs> one of our listeners might know. <laughs> um, that listener being us. Um, but yeah, no, no. He he sort of shuffled in from down the road, doing like. Have you ever seen people do like that sort of mad, hurried little? I really need a weed out. Yeah. And then he just got his genitals out, started weeing into the bin, and a woman from across the road shouted. That's disgusting. And he turned to her and went, Sorry, love, couldn't wait. And kept going. <laughs> and then he weed in the bin. And I was like, You know what? Sometimes we've all just got to weed in a bin. <laughs> <laughs> if there's any more we can take out of today. Mm. Um, sometimes we all have to wee and sometimes we all have to snort a line of coke. Off uh, a bin. Off a bin. Ideally, not simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't want to mix your cocaine and your urine. <laughs> don't eat the yellow snow. <laughs> okay, no, I was. Walking around Nottingham then last week on Saturday. Okay. And I heard a number of things and thought, well, let's write these down because some of these are amusing and give you an to- idea of the tone of Nottingham okay. at about 10, 11 p.m. An insight into the Nottingham populace. Yeah. Because it's sort of, it's after the point in like people are pretty solidly drunk, but they're not at passing out stage yet. So you hear some interesting things. Do any of them include gat or peace? No. Oh. I, I always thought Nottingham was big on the guns with um, its nickname. It is. It No, it is. But they just weren't boasting about it at this stage <laughs> of the evening. Um, I heard these. there was a group of lads outside Sainsbury's. And Sainsbury's in Nottingham um, is sort of hid, tucked away. And so there at 10 p.m. is a really interesting place, I find, because there's a handful of people sort of walking around on their own buying Red Bull and crisps. Um, but there was a group of... <laughs> that classic combination we all know and love. <laughs> there were like 30, all of them. Sort of stood around in shirts and like, oh yeah, whatever, um, talking to each other. And I have heard one of them saying, "If I want to have sex when I get in, she doesn't have a choice." <laughs> and then wow. there was this awkward wow. pause, and then they laughed, and then she said, "You know what I mean, asshole." Wait, as Wait in, as he, was he referring to? Oh, sorry, her. Yes. Oh, oh or not, was that not, another person? Yeah, just like, another person like, in the ring. You're an asshole <laughs> for saying that. <laughs> no, it, it was him, like. You know what I mean? Yeah, asshole. It's more like that, as in she was, yeah, that's how it's going to happen. 
that was that was an encounter I heard outside Sainsbury's. <laughs> Good to know. Was... Um, and if anyone would like to, any witnesses would like to come forward <laughs> for this uh, precursor to rape that Robbie witnessed. <laughs> then, as I was, uh, there's potential for it in this story as well. Um, as I was on my way into Tesco, sort of doing like a, the rounds of all the supermarkets uh, that were still open, because that's the only places that were still open. There was a girl in the bakery aisle. Again, I was looking through the baked goods. Like, have they knocked the prices off anything yet? Was she hiding from the guy from before? <laughs> no, she was um, like covered in mascara, dripping down her face. She clearly been crying her eyes out. And the guy that was a boyfriend sort of was putting on, had sort of walked over and seen her in this like messy state, just looking at like the the soft Hovis loaves, um, and sort of then put his arm around her and began to sort of accompany her out. And there was an like we made eye contact, me and the boyfriend, and there was this sort of moment of just like, good luck, because <laughs> um, she was like, I think the way she was sort of walking about, she was struggling. She was, I'm not sure what sub- substance she'd taken, but she'd taken quite a bit of it. Drugs and rape, Nottingham. <laughs> Next best one. I heard this outside Cineworld. I think my cat is sentient. <laughs> 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 yes. I think your cat's sentient too. And the next one, I was on the bus home, at which point I heard the people behind me say, if you get it out now, I will give you a hand job." So I think you can see a theme emerging of just like not very classy sex. Surely though, like like you're, you're picking like these. These are the ones that stood out. Like I don't imagine you'd pay as much conversation or as much heed to anyone discussing like, oh yeah, did, did, did you see Corrie last night? Yeah, it was quite a good one. I yeah. like the new direction the show's taken. Yeah, the writing's great. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone ever say that about Coronation Street ever? I maybe, know. maybe at some point. Oh, you should, you should catch up, Jordan. <laughs> I mean, season thirty-eight now. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's on like far more than. In fact, I don't even think it runs in seasons, does it? It's just no, one just... unbroken chain. I don't yeah. understand, but I find soaps more depressing than Game of Thrones. It's because it's so dull, it's yeah. monotonous. <laughs> yeah. Like at least, at least with Game of Thrones, there's like dragons and wars and shit exactly. to yeah. spice things up. Game yeah. of Thrones, or so I, I remember watching an episode of um, Corrie once, mm. and if I recall correctly, sort of the peak uh, moments of the episode was when one of the characters had their Tesco shop delivered, and <laughs> one of the items had been exchanged to a slightly dissimilar product. And I, I vividly remember that this being a heart-rending moment and there was dramatic music playing in the background. Like, oh, Two divorces shit. and a murder over this. That's what Corey's like. That is what it's like. I wanted good quality toilet paper and they've sent me this this sandpaper. Oh. No, I will not accept the substitutions. <laughs> it's not the same. Do you think anyone... There's bound to be some people that have kicked up a fuss whenever the poor delivery person's come to the door. Like, yeah, I'm sorry, we just didn't have your things. They're like, no, no, you go back. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I've, I've got a friend who works as a Tesco delivery driver. I can always just ring him and ask him. Oh, yeah. Live on air. Live on air. <laughs> well, That'd be a feature. Can we still get the phone? Can we get people through on the phone? It doesn't really work. Alternatively, I'll just put him on loudspeaker. Oh, we could do that, yeah. <laughs> do we do this? Yes, okay, let's do go it. Let's do go it. On then. Um, it's a quick one-over story while James is getting the number up. Um, this one actually happened while I was in Derby on the following morning afterwards. Um, I was walking home, having been in the town, and I heard like there was a group talking, and one of them was sort of talking, was sort of leading. Oh, yeah. oh, I was talking to this girl on Facebook last night, yeah. Um, and she said, and then like half mid sentence, this girl he was with, and it wasn't sort of just behind them, just said Billy Madison. Um, and then he, as he con- he continued speaking, no one acknowledged it, but she, I don't know if it's like she has some form of like subset of Tourette's, 
whereby mm. she just shouts Adam Sandler Adam films Sandler at characters. random. Just up there. Oh, Jack and Jill. Happy Gilmore. Yeah. So there I was walking down the street when all of a sudden, there's my boy. And I was then thinking, the cobbler, etc., etc., etc. James, how's the call going? Gone through to voicemail. Oh, oh that one's been what ruined. a disappointment! Legitimately yeah. disappointing. I can, I can, like, I can re- ask this for like the next time we do the show, mm. and like next time I can answer the question of yeah, what, what is it like to be a Tesco delivery driver? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Robbie, have you got any more interesting things about Nottingham to enthrall us with? Um, uh, no. But yesterday when I was in the Derby again, I heard a girl say to a friend, and this is pretty grim as, like, their relationship. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do my hair and makeup really nice so that my dad will pick me up. Whoa. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. There's some missed context. There's, yeah, there's, there's got to be some part of the story there that, that we're not getting. That's, ooh. No, that's that's dodgy. Yeah. That, or that's otherwise, she's, she's very... Uh... I don't know where to go with that one, I mean. Ah. <laughs> Incest. It's a wonderful evening here with the cast of Verbal Discharge. <sighs> it's a nice day for a verbal discharge. That'd be a good jingle. <laughs> we should use that as a it's jingle. It's a <laughs> bad day for a... Wait, no, it's a good day. It's a good day. I can't it's remember. Was, was it a good day or a bad it's day? It's a decidedly average day for It's a, a nice day for a verbal wedding. Dis- oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> it's a bad day for the Starks again. <laughs> and there's a Billy Idol slash Game of Thrones joke. Check that out. Hashtag niche comedy. Hashtag yeah. Go on. That's, um, a, that's just a new invention we should make up now. Verbal mm-hmm. hashtags. Whenever anyone says anything with hashtag in front of it, it automatically goes on the internet, no, no matter where you are. <laughs> no, I just think I'm so should, I'm I'm okay with instead this. of that. Whenever anyone says anything with a hashtag, we should just shoot them with what caliber weapon? Oh, um, any really it depends on the severity. I don't I don't understand because I was never I was never much of a hashtag user so I never really understood what it was about. I until... was a great hashtag <laughs> user in my no, teens. I never really understood it until I kind days. of used Twitter a bit more and I was like, oh, you can click on hashtags and and there are other people that use hashtags. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same thing as like the way you use tags on, I suppose, a blog or. A, By know. definition, I suppose. Yeah. Mm. Tags work like tags. Much Whoa. like tags on clothes. Who'd have thunk? Or tags on criminals. Or oh. Is that in the, under your new regime, criminal tags? Tags on your uncle's ankle bracelet, because he's, he's homebound. Or homebound and out. Tags on the, the tag themselves. Tag how tags. are you supposed to identify a tag if it's not wearing a tag? Oh, that would be the ultimate in, like... Horrible, horrible. You ever read like instructions or or a tag, and you felt like I don't need to be told that you're just patronising me. Yeah, a tag and telling you that there's a tag telling you about <laughs> something. That you... I've never read another instruction manual since. It's that that ultimate like, I I mean I'm barely a man, but even I don't read instruction manuals out of pride. I think no, I can put this together. <laughs> I know how to put a bookcase together. What do you think I am? Stupid or a woman? <laughs> No, I, I'm sure some women know how to put a bookcase together better than I do. Um, I don't know why I felt they need to justify myself. It was a joke. And, and um, you know that hole? Just fancy digging it. 
Um, what's the best you, you went beyond use? digging the hole. Because when people say, oh, you're digging yourself a hole, yeah, the, the connotation is you, you've got a shovel or something. Mm. That that has gone beyond shovel. That that was you had a full scale team, all of them equipped with JCB heavy industrial equipment. And it was an episode of Time Team. We're trying to dig up like a pocket oh, watch that King team. Henry VIII once looked at. Oh, Time Team! Have you ever really watched Time Team? A couple of times. Ever found it particularly interesting? Um, My favourite bit bit is when they pull up a bit and they're like, "Oh, this is an ancient piece of pottery," and then they go to get the closer to the end of the show and go. Actually, Craig, it was just um, a shard of dirt, hard <laughs> dirt, and like the fact that do you know what? Even if it was ancient pottery, it's still just a pot. <laughs> like it's not like they found gold or they found something that tells us. Like, if I find the other two hundred and fifty spent pieces, <laughs> I can summon Jesus back. Yeah, it's like if they found the Rosetta Stone, you go fair play. <laughs> then one piece of a pot, like you can't even hold a jug of water in that. I mean, obviously not because it's. Having a jug, but you can put it on your mantelpiece. Point here, go. That's a piece of a pot <laughs> from the Romans. <laughs> Roman me. pottery. Yeah, they never intended me to Roman have it. Roman pottery um, was an underrated jazz singer from the nineteen eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell People me that's true. The name Roman, other than um, your Nico's cousin. Roman he wants o- to go bowling. No, nothing. Roman nothing, O'Gara. Nothing. Nope. In maybe in Romania, I don't know. Well, did they name them after country? Well, Britannia. you know, th- there are people in here called Brit. Brit, Brittany. Yeah, but none of us are called it. So okay. we had an equivalent in Romanian. None What's the equivalent of Robbie in Romanian? Robbie. Oh God. No, that's not even <laughs> Rob. That's, that's just your name with an extra vowel at the end. <laughs> Robbie. Robbie. What are naming conventions in Romania? I don't know. Robius. And Robbus. You put Vladivostok in front Robbie of everything. Yeah. Vladivostok Joel. Robbie. If you were like a kind of Roman legionary, maybe Robbie Osoinus. Yeah. Or like DJ Yellower. <laughs> <laughs> Having given up the dream. I know who I am in my heart of hearts. Finally figured it out. DJ Yellower Robbie Osoinus. Owenus. 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 Okay, I'm going to stop now. I'm sorry. So thank you very much for tuning in <laughs> to another exciting installment of Verbal Discharge. I'm sure you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed recording it. I hate it when people say that. And yeah, it's, so it's kind much of patronising. It is. I've had <laughs> Good so time. much fun today. I hope you have as much time making this mashed potato as we had making this mashed potato. <laughs> or whatever it is. I'm just going back a mashed potato. As so, a, do you need your fix? I'm, like yeah, I'm falling Roger. back on it like badger. It's like when chefs kind of go, I hope it's just as tasty as the one I've made. Well, no, it's not, because I'm not a Michelin star chef. (laughs) (laughs) Here's one I prepared earlier. Oh, oh, so you're not even going to humble us with waiting for 40 minutes whilst you're chicken defrosting. Oh, could you imagine? Could you imagine? The pie's gone cold now. Who wants to eat a cold pie? Even it is made by, like, Michelle de Geer. If all of the cooking shows just... we're in real time and never cut anything out. <laughs> I'd be so dull. <laughs> it's like, oh, um, I'm going to give a shout out to my mom here who watches copious amounts of MasterChef. <laughs> All right, whenever I go home, MasterChef is on. I th- I just don't. I don't think MasterChef ever ends. No. It's like MasterChef, then it's MasterChef. India MasterChef, yeah. Australia. bloody Australia celebrity MasterChef. It's just never ending. Could you imagine so much if they went through the whole like process? 
even when even when like Gordon Ramsay, who's not even on the show, but I'm gonna roll with it. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay's just in his kitchen with his kids, going, "I'm not cooking you fuckers anything. I'm just gonna have some pot noodle." Cooking doesn't get any longer you, than this. Do you remember that bit right at the start of the episode where he has to wait five minutes for his kettle to boil, <laughs> and then and he's just texting, but, and then he pours all of his uh, water into his pan. hasn't got enough. He's got a boiled kettle again. <laughs> I like the thought that as well because they've got several contestants. You have to show the real time like thirteen times, and so the, you end up one camera it. just focus on one person. <laughs> this was this was Robbie's two and a half hours of baking. <laughs> now we're going on to Glenda's two and a half hours Glenda, of baking. So not even James or Jordan, just Glenda. Nope. Who's Glenda? Glenda? Where's Glenda come from? Oh, who's that sitting in on the fourth microphone? Oh, hello there, I'm Glenda. How are you doing all? And this is the slow descent into madness. Oh, it was not slow. Oh, no, no, it, it wasn't even as that slow. was an urgent descent. <laughs> and that wasn't even a descent, that was a plummet. <laughs> I am pretty firmly in the grips of madness, much like Alice from... Lewis Carroll's 150-year-old classic. And Alice on that bombshell, see, I'm doing that now because I want Clarkson's job. <laughs> oh, we sent our audition we, we, tape. Yeah, yeah, we, like we, Sue Perks, who doesn't we... want his job. <laughs> who? Is it Sue, Sue Perkins? Perkins. Perkins from oh, The Great British Bake Off, yeah, which yeah, yeah. is also filmed in real time. she received through Twitter. Yeah. Because yeah, for, 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 she, they... she wasn't linked, but someone said, hey, maybe she should be linked with it. And, and suddenly then... people going, why don't you die? Oh, as as they do. Oh, yeah. the angry Brits. Oh, what are we like? Oh, it was terrible, just it was it was people. Russia really. Actually, no, so, Russia would want Sue Perkins in because they want Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> so if um if you want to send us death threats, please do. You uh Twitter at verbal di- no verbdis radio. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash verbalusdischargeus. And you can find us on WordPress at verbaldischarge.co.uk. All sorts of exciting content. Yeah, there's always interesting things going on. Release daily. Such as weekly. Occasionally. 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 Sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, there will definitely be multiple things over the span of time. There are things on there. When or where or what they're going to be. But they'll probably be there. They will exist. You'll know them when they arrive. Just like much like um, your debt collectors, who you've been hiding from for much, two years. Much like the burglar that stole Jordan's TV. I don't know. I just wanted to mention it. <laughs> but as ever, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I hope that you've enjoyed it. Does anyone else have anything further to add before we? Just thank call... you for being beautiful, wonderful fans and listening to you're us. You're all you're all beautiful people. Jordan, final word of the show. Peanut. I'll allow it. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> I just wanted to wait for just as you were hovering over the stop record button there. Oh, no, I'm, I'm You're still you recording. I know I'm yeah. still recording. Because there wasn't a last word. There hasn't been a last word yet. Apart from it, but it's that's not even I'm the last word anymore. Peanut, which isn't a last word anymore. So what is the last Should word? Should we try that again? The last word, it was a popular-ish uh, BBC Free programme that ran from <laughs> 2009 <laughs> to... No, um... Are we going to do that again? Are we going okay, to try again? Okay. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Jordan, last word of the show. Quadriplegic. Are we proving that? <laughs> oh, God damn it, Robin! I knew it, I knew it. I saw that look in his eyes. I, I stole something else from Jordan. Uh, oh. I, just I don't know if we so mentioned, but Jordan got burglarized. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And now I don't even feel safe in my own home. <laughs> 
it's no, good that you can laugh don't. about that. It's, yeah, good. Yeah. it's good that when you go to sleep, you're you're laughing yourself to sleep. Yeah. It's good. It's crying. good that you're so relaxed about the next time they come back. Um, <laughs> they're only coming to claim your life. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> I'm going to sleep easy tonight. Criminals always return to the scene of the crime and commit a worse was, one. I thought, I thought that was murderers. Yeah, but criminal. Oh, so they, they haven't, they haven't murdered their you yet. They They're not so different. Burglars and murderers. There are a fair few other people in my house to murder before my room. So, <laughs> so <laughs> you've got like you've got else. you've got the screams of all of your other housemates to wake you up. Well, I'll just wait until like the very last one in the room next to me is screaming, and I know the murderers are in there with him because he's not dead yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just run down the stairs rather than jump out three stories. <laughs> would, you not, <laughs> would you not take him? No, no. Either thought as the most doing the most boxing lessons of anyone in the studio you could you could take him i could uh... i mean the, the thing you've got to bear in mind though is that as, as much as when you th- you've got this image in your head of like oh this is a burglar it probably isn't some like hardened chiseled serial killer <laughs> no, it's, it'll, I think it'll it... just be some kid or something yeah i who's... think it was someone who kind of got the tv and then shut themselves and left that's mind you they took a beer i'm possibly else in yeah, the house took a maybe beer. that was to relax them yeah. because they were God, just so, so nervous <laughs> Oh, I'll need some Dutch courage to finish this robbery. <laughs> no, no, there's, 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 there's nothing to worry about, Jordan. It's just some kid or something. I'm not worried. But we still haven't had a last word of the show. No, we haven't. Shall, shall we uh, Shall we roll roll up a, a last word? Shall we? Robbie, last word. Wednesday. That's a good last word. <laughs> Wednesday. Please, just, just, just Wednesday. <laughs> End it now, Wednesday. I know it is. It's been dead for some time. Um, but oh, Wednesday. Well, I'm just gonna leave the studio. Bye. Bye. Wednesday. <laughs>